Everyone needs to realize and recalibrate during this time, going to Rosh Hashanah, realizing, wait a second, what's the most important thing in my life? Am I really investing my time, which is the most valuable thing HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us in this world? Am I using it wisely? Wherever you get your podcasts from, or our own website, prismoftorah.com. This is The Prism of Torah with Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. This week, Parshas Nitzavim. Don't fall asleep at the wheel. In this parsha, we know it says, "Atem nitzavim ayom kulchem lifnei Hashem." You're all standing today, all of you before Hakadosh Baruch Hu, etc., etc. It says, "Hayom today you're standing in front of Hashem." So Rashi has several interpretations. One of them acknowledges the fact that in last week's parsha they just went through all the curses that are out there, which we spoke about last week. So they were a bit, on the downside, a bit worried. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to uplift them and said to them, based on Rashi's interpretation, Hayoim, you should know, the only reason really you're existing today is thanks to those curses and it's thanks to those punishments. And they are an important ingredient to make sure you are continuing to always be aware of where you're heading to, that, we're go- that the whole point of, of life in this world, is to get closer to Hashem, to be over with Hashem, to, to work on our midos, to do chesed, mitzvahs, teira, etc. And that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu was saying. Hayoim, today, today, just like today, every day exists. It starts being light, then it becomes dark again, and again it becomes light, i.e. the curses are important and an integral part of this world. It's only thanks to them that you are continuing to exist. Rashi goes in depth to explain that it's after they heard all these curses, they were a bit let down. They were worried. So Nakadosh Baruch Hu said, don't worry about it. It's good for you. And they are the ones that are keep you, that keep us standing in front of Nakadosh Baruch Hu. The concept here is that we might think Yisurim, all these Nisurimists we go through in the Yisurim, they're out to get us and they darken our life. But really it's quite the contrary. As the, my friend pointed out to me, the Mashkiach, the famous Mashkiach, Matisiao Solomon Shlita says, don't say that there'll be a light at the, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. But rather, if you look carefully, you'll realize it's the tunnel that's the light. My friend Ali, he also pointed out to me that there is a Rabbeinu Bechai in Bereshis that says that in fact it's through the darkness that the world was created. The Midrash Alkam Mamloiz speaks it more in detail. If you look carefully in Rabbeinu Bechai, it also comes of what he's saying. That it's through the darkness. That's why night is part of the day. According to Yiddishkeit, as we know, it's also called the day. Why? Because it's through the darkness that the light was created. I want to give a mashal, a parable for this idea. A person is driving on the street and as we know, if he falls asleep, so in most countries, he falls asleep and the car is going to the left or to the right. It's passing the yellow line and suddenly you hear a loud noise because the way they created the streets were with little bumps so that if a person falls asleep on the wheel, he'll be awakened by the noise that the tires make as they're driving on that side of the streets. A person won't get upset. He'll be happy even though it's a loud noise and it's annoying. But that is what saved his life. So too, these klalos, these punishments, the surim a person goes through. Aside from the fact that Yisurim we know are themselves memarik, the, the punishment, and it's a kapara, and it's atoning the sin, 
But it's much more than that. The fact that we know there's Yisurin out there, that helps us realize what life is all about. As we know, the Gemara Baruch says, a person has to lepashpesh b'ma'asav when you realize he's going through difficult times. And there's a reason they're there. HaKadosh Baruch doesn't want him to go through difficult times, but he wants him to chap and realize what life is all about and fix himself so that he'll be zoichet to get oilam in the best way possible for him. I want to extrapolate this idea also to the Yomim Noraim, the days were right now during Elul as we quickly approach the Hele Gidei of Rosh Hashanah, Judgment Day, Yom Adin. A lot of people, including myself, you sometimes feel a bit tensed out. It's a very intense period. We're going through Yom Adin. We know everything really is dependent on what happens during these two days. It's such, a, such an important time. If you think about it and you realize what's really on the line, it's your whole life this year. What's going to happen? But instead of having that perspective, we should look at Rosh Hashanah. This is another opportunity that HaKadosh Baruch gives us to waken us up. It's a time to recalibrate and realize, are we living life the way we need to? Is this, are we living life based on the way we should? What life is all about? Ensuring that our main focus in life is not the means and realize what the means are means and the end is the end and ensuring that all we really care about is being good people, metakin our midois, being nice to one another, learning Torah, doing mitzvahs, doing chesed, bringing up a family in the way of Hashem, not letting the gashmias, the physical world around us, especially in our generation, impact and influence us. That's what life is all about. And HaKadosh Baruch gave us this gift of Rosh Hashanah, Yom Adin, to ensure it will force us to recalibrate. That's the same idea. It's thanks to the curses, it's thanks to the Yisurim, it's thanks to Yom Adin Hashem's creating for us that it ensures and keeps us intact, keeps us focused on what life is all about. The Rambam says, Hilchus Tshuva, Perek Beis Halach He brings from the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, Daf Yud Chesamudalef, that even though it's a good time to waken up and do Tshuva at any point during the year, Afal Pi, Tshuva is always good. These days, starting from Hashanah and ending on Yom Kippur, all inclusive, is especially a good time to do so. Why? Because it's this idea. HaKadosh Buch is coming close to us. He's waking us up. As it says, and on that it says, this, this Pasuk, Come, HaKadosh Buch is now close to us. Now's the time to reconnect, to recalibrate and see, realize what life is all about. Call out to Hashem when it's close to you. I remember when I used to work many years ago, so they put me in this uh, time management course that managers went to. It was very interesting because one of the things that, I, that, he, that the person in charge over there, he gave us all to do an exercise. He said, take a, a piece of paper. And he told us, write the five more most important things in your life. So not everyone was Shemir Torah and Mitzvahs. Everyone wrote, you can imagine, family, health, career was the top three usually. In any case, at the end, he said, okay, right next to that, how, what percentage of your time during the average day you spend on each one of them? People came out of that course, on that day at least, depressed. They realized, what are we doing? What are we doing? Even according to us, Lishitosom as they say, they're not using their time wisely. It's not based on what life is all about for them. I'm just taking this for us. Everyone needs to realize and recalibrate during this time, going to Rosh Hashanah, realizing, wait a second, 
what's the most important thing in my life? Am I really investing my time, which is the most valuable thing HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us in this world? Am I using it wisely? This is the time to do this exercise before we go into Yom Adin. Why is that true? So I want to tell you why. why what you, what's the huge benefit you're going to get? Rabbi Rucham, the famous Mashgiach says, that when a person does a din for himself, he judges himself down here, then there's no need for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to do din for us. Because we're taking care of the din ourselves. We're doing that job. So when we recalibrate on our own, we're in a way better position going into Rosh Hashanah and Yom Adin. Another way of saying it is that when we do din for ourselves down here, it sweetens, sweetens the din that's coming from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Zememateq esadin. So it's very important from all perspectives that we recalibrate now, even before Rosh Hashanah, before Yom Adin. So we go into Yom Adin, that's preparing for Yom Adin. As I was saying a praise of this Dvar uh, to my good friend that I, I owe a lot of a Tov to, who's creating these podcasts and the website for me, Rebelli Kant. So he was telling me, oh, I think what you're saying might also a a give another answer to the famous question, why is Rosh Hashanah before Yom Kippur? If HaKadosh Baruch really loves us, shouldn't He want Yom Kippur to come first, it will atone for all our sins, and then we all come into Rosh Hashanah, Yom Adin, Judgment Day, and we're all clean of all of our sins, because Yom Kippur happened first, and it would have cleansed us. So according to what we're saying now, he said, and I agree with him, no, it has to be this way. Because it's only Yom Adin, that milestone of Judgment Day, that helps us ensure we recalibrate. Just like in the parasha, that it's only thanks to the, all the curses that Kodesh Buhu gives us, and they assume that, that ensures and gives us the wake-up call we need to ensure we're going in a straight line towards what life is all about. Another practical idea that I got from that time management course is that he told us, they did a survey to see how many people actually write down for themselves what their goal is, what their goals are in life, weekly, monthly, or even annually. And they came out to realize that it's those people that really took that seriously, what life is all about, and wrote down what they want to do, even if they didn't meet their goals. But at the end of the day, based on their parameters, they were a lot more successful. Why? It's obvious, because you have to be focused. You have to be focused and recalibrate all the time. The more you do it, you're in a better position. And not just let the ocean take you wherever the stream is going at that time. You, you have to ensure you're always focused towards what life is all about and what your goals are. I think this also connects to one of the important themes during Rosh Hashanah, which is the Tkias Shoifal. Blowing the Shoifal symbolizes that we're Mamlich HaKadosh Buhu. That's being focused. What life is all about is making sure we're a good Eved Hashem and HaKadosh Buhu is the Melech and that's the only thing that is important for us. And the Torah, just like Lehavdul, the Waze machine, guides which way we should be going. It tells us, you go like this, you go like that, this you should do, this you, do not, you should not do. It's Mamish, a, a rule book for how we live our lives. And the Shoifah gives us that clarity. That is what life is all about. Hashem the Melech, Melech Malchi Amlochim, and we want to go based on what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is doing. At the same time, He gives us a wake-up call. That is what the Shrifa is doing. Also before Rosh Hashanah, during Elul, and also on Rosh Hashanah, that's what David HaMelech says, and we say, LaDavid Hashem Oriv Yishi, etc., etc. The only thing we care about, Shifti Beveis Hashem Kol Yemei All I want to be is dwell in HaKadosh Baruch Hu with the Shekhinah, 
And we have to ensure we're focused all the time. That's what we're working towards. It's very interesting that the Shoifal that Rizal says is also Rashi Tevis for another Pasuk in our parsha Nitzovim, which is, it's Rashi Tevis Shoire. We have in this week's parsha in Perek Kaftes, Pasuk Yudzayim, Pen Yeshbachem Isho Isha, etc. Perhaps you have someone, a woman or a family or a tribe whose heart turns away from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and there is among you a root growing, like a bad root, i.e. a root for, for, like weeds. Which this is. Yeah, if you take the first letter of each word, because that is also the tafkid of the Shoifal. To awaken us up and uproot the weeds within us. To uproot this idea of just going with the flow and just enjoying life from its physical perspective, which is exactly the opposite, as we said last week, what the Mesil Sisharim says, that the Shbuchu created this world for us to ensure we misaneg with the Shechina, that we have this spiritual enjoyment of HaKadosh Buchu by doing Torah and Mitzvahs and being focused of what life is all about, which of course the practical advice to do so, as the Mesil Sisharim himself says, this Sefer I wrote, I'm not telling you any chidushim. Every person on the street will say he knows it. Ah, but just like every person knows these ideas, and they'll say, of course it's true, but so too he doesn't invest time in ensuring he lives a life as such. And he explains why that happens. But the practical advice is to continue and learning that type of musar every day. And that will give us the ilas Hashem that we need to ensure we're always focused. By that, we'll bypass the Yisurim, because HaKadosh Baruch won't have to give us the Klalos and the Yisurim. Because we're ensuring, we give us, we ourselves give us that wake-up call, the recalibration idea of ensuring we're going in the ways of Hashem at all times. I'd just like to end with a story I said probably three years ago, many, many years ago, true story, in Iraq, when uh, the situation was not so good, many Jews were being killed. I don't remember the names because I don't have the book with the story in front of me, but in very short, there was a person over there, that had, he had, he'd dealt with carpets, I think, and, and one day the wife comes to the house and he just shot uh, her husband dead. Moshe was just shot at gunpoint and she realized, whoa, just like other families did, I have to find a way of getting out of here. So she spoke to someone who spoke to someone and she went to a local person that lives over there in Iraq and she said, I need to get out of here. Please help me. He said, I will only be able to help you if you do exactly as I say. Bring me the money right now, a certain amount of money, and then meet me at the corner of so-and-so. Just take a small bag so no one will realize you're leaving, leaving for good. You have to leave all your belongings behind. Take your kids and you have to do as I said. And so it was. She took her three kids and she met him in the corner. She looked at the house one last time, this big, very big, luxurious house. And as she started going, she's walking with him. And then he, he waits for her in the corner. He, he gives her some donkeys that her and the kids can go on. The journey was very difficult. She sighs all the time. He started getting aggravated. He said, if you make these noises, they're going to get us. You have to be quiet. And she keeps doing it. And the, and, and the little kids are crying. And one lost his shoe. And they're going through the river and the mud. And then the donkey couldn't continue. And she was already screaming that she can't take this anymore. And at one point, he had to be very rough with her. And he took 
He took a gun, put it to her head, and he said, listen, that's it. I'm not going to tell you again. One more time you say anything, I'm going to have to kill you. I can't continue risking all of our lives over here. And so they continue, and it's very difficult for her. She gets to a point, of course, there's a lot more to the story, but we're just going to cut it short. She gets to a point where there's a big bridge that crosses from one mountain to the other, and it's not so stable. Every second she thinks she's going to fall, and she's, she's screaming, and he's getting really upset at her again, puts a gun to her head, same idea. The babies are crying, and finally they get to the other side, and they see all the Yiddins over there, that also did a similar thing in there. The person that helped him out, he looks at her and he says, I'm really sorry, I'm also a Yid, but I had to be rough with you because that's the only way there was a chance we would make it here. He gives the kids a hug, he turns around and goes back and says, I have to go to go help some other, other Yidans to get over here. The story is understood. You see that what she thought was the worst thing that she was going through is Gufa, that is the thing that saved her. And he realized that also. And that's why I'm connecting this story to the idea we're speaking about. Because a lot of times, the Yisun that we have, that is exactly what is saving us. To recalibrate ourselves and get to Rosh Hashanah this year properly prepared. Have a good Shabbos. Good Yom Tov and Ksiva Bechasimah Toiva. Thank you for joining us. This is the Prism of Torah. Visit our website, prismoftorah.com, where you'll find a full archive of hundreds of past every Torah. Subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and don't forget to share with your friends and family. Sponsorship opportunities are available for all of our episodes. Thank you, Yonavefa, for your recording equipment. Produced by Ellie Podcast Productions.